wondered what your optimal vitamin D level should be? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings, Mihaela Ragusia, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you exactly what your vitamin D levels should be for optimal health. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join a health and success oriented community by clicking below and joining the Natural Health Newsletter. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for What Would I Do? Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness for sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high performing, business minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. In this episode today of Natural Podcast, we discuss this week's question. All questions are kept confidential and I read and answer them as if it was me. Hence why it's called What Would I Do? The information provided is not to be taken as advice and it's all for information purposes only. I'm not here to cure, treat or provide medical advice. I'm here to educate and inform you so you're able to take steps towards optimal health. Please discuss any medical issues with your healthcare professional. Let's get into today's question now that we've got that out of the way. The question says, I just got my vitamin D test back and it's 40. My doctor says it's all good. I wanted to know what the ideal vitamin D level is for me. I'm a 30-year-old female. My symptoms are low mood, fatigue, I'm stressed, and I have a low immune system. What an absolutely great question because I love vitamin D. I love talking about vitamin D. I love uh, helping individuals increase their vitamin D. I help individuals understand their vitamin D. So thank you for writing in. For us to start off, let's talk about vitamin D. Okay, vitamin D is actually... Well, I'm not going to go into it, but it's a hormone, right? It's not actually a vitamin, and I've done a podcast on that, and you should check it out. But essentially, let's talk about it as vitamin D, because that's what it's written in literature. It's actually a fat-soluble vitamin. What does that mean, fat-soluble? When something is fat-soluble, it means it can be toxic in large doses. So we're all told to take vitamin D, but it actually may be toxic for some individuals who already have high levels of vitamin D, and this is where you need to talk to your healthcare professional. It, it functions as a steroid hormone. So in the skin, ultraviolet light causes photochemical cleavages of um, seven dehydrocholesterols into pre-vitamin D3, which spontaneously isomases to form vitamin D3. So this is like scientific words saying how what happens when the light hits our skin, hits our cholesterol, and it turns into activates vitamin D. Right? Simple terms. So actually vitamin d2 is a plant-derived form of vitamin d through exposure of yeast to uv light skin synthesis of vitamin d3 accounts for about 80 percent of vitamin d so d3 is the key form right dietary sources of vitamin d include fish oils egg yolks mushrooms dairy products and fortified cereals but most of it is saying you get it from the skin so essentially the process is you get it from your skin, here's the UV light, um, depends on your diet also. So this is mainly if you get it from get it from sunlight, you can get some from your diet, and then it goes into your liver, and then it goes into your kidneys, and then it goes into your cells. So if you have any kidney issues, if you have any liver issues, your vitamin D level may be compromised. Very important to know that. Yes, there is a clear link between your liver and a clear link between your kidneys and vitamin D, and also your food, right? So it's absolutely amazing vitamin D, right? And it works on the VDR gene. So it's also, you have to think about, have you got a VDR gene um, polymorphism and so forth, right? But let's get into questions. Let's get into the questions because your question was, what's the optimal vitamin D levels, right? And what you can do. Okay, questions that I've got to ask you is, what skin color are you? No, I'm not being racist. Uh, if anything, vitamin D may be racist. But essentially, different skin colors means that you may need less or more vitamin D. 
How much time do you actually spend in the sun in summer, in winter? Uh, any day do you spend any time in the sun? Are you exposed to sun? Where do you live in the world? What are your normal levels? I know you wrote in saying your doctor told you you have a level 40. I actually have to think about like what actually got tested was the vitamin D3. But anyway, let's 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 take that in consideration. So let's say it was 40. Last year when you got a test, was it also 40 or was it 100 or was it 30? What is your average vitamin D level throughout your life? Do you have any immune issues? I know you said your immune system is down. Do you have any immune issues? Do you have any cardiovascular risk? Do you have a history of cancer, you yourself or anyone in your family? Are you obese? Because people with obesity, uh, there's a danger because fat cells bind to vitamin D and stop it from entering the blood bloodstream. Interesting, right? Some health conditions and medications can also make it more difficult for someone to absorb vitamin D. So you need to ask yourself, do you have kidney disease, liver disease, cancers, Crohn's disease, um, celiac disease, chronic inflammatory disease, hyperparathyroidism, do you, are you on anti-seizure medications, do you have medications for HIV, AIDS? do you have gastric bypass surgery? So many questions you can ask yourself about vitamin D. You spoke about your mood and your fatigue. When did that start? Did that start when your vitamin D dropped? Because vitamin D is so amazing and it helps our body do so many different things, including mood and depression. It's been proven that individuals who have low vitamin D levels actually have a higher risk of depression. They also have lower immune systems. They also have lower moods and they're also more prone to getting diseases, especially cancers. Also, most individuals, this study's done that most individuals who have cancers actually have low vitamin D levels. Hmm, interesting link, right? So many links that can be made right there. What would I do? What a great question. And I'm going to answer your question in regards to what the level is, what the optimal level is. I did a bit of research, like I do, like a little nerd on PubMed. Um, what the scientific journals say and so forth, right? What I'm here to tell you is work with your healthcare professional, but aim for a hundred, right? Yours is 40. You want to name for a hundred. So therefore, serum 25 OHD, that's what should be good tested, should levels between 100 and 150 nmol per liter are ideal. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Last time I got mine tested, it was about 101. So I'm on that cusp, right? Levels below 50, which is you, are associated with severe vitamin D deficiency and levels between 50 and 74 are described as moderate vitamin D deficiency or insufficiency according to this journal that I read. So as I mentioned earlier, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So too much of it is not good. So vitamin D toxicity, however, would only be expected at levels above 375. So if you get a blood test back and your levels are about 300, we need to stop that if you're taking supplements, it needs to be gone down. This is why it's absolutely important that it's individualized and you know what your levels are and what your levels have been and why those levels may be low. Keep ask yourself why your levels low. If you're taking supplementation, or even if you're being exposed to sun, why your vitamin D levels low? Can it be one of those things that I mentioned earlier? So let's look at healthy, I would also highly, highly, what I would do is healthy and safe sun exposure. And there's a study in 2019 in Switzerland found that only 10 to 15 minutes of sun exposure per day was enough to provide 1,000 IUs of vitamin D in spring and summer. That's in Switzerland. I don't know about you guys, but Switzerland isn't the sunniest place ever. <laughs> if you've ever been there, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's not that sunny, right? However, getting this amount in autumn and winter was unrealistic, therefore requiring someone to spend over six hours a day in the outdoors. So... 
This is also why some individuals may get seasonal affective disorder, maybe linked to vitamin D levels, because in autumn and winter, it's very hard for us to get our sun exposure. And as we saw, I spoke about earlier, 80% of a vitamin D comes from sun exposure, and 20% may come from food. And if you're not eating any of those foods, well then, 100% may come from sun exposure. And if you have any kidney and liver issues, your vitamin D may just go down, means your fatigue, your immune system, your mood just goes down, right? So what I would do is I would look at my sun exposure. I would figure out the color of my skin. I'll go, okay, cool. I am about medium, I'm white, medium, medium white, I'm not dark. So therefore I need this much sun exposure between this time. And I do that every morning. I wear as least possible clothes as possible. So shorts and a singlet, safe sun exposure is absolutely key. And I've been the sun. There's even, uh, there's even an app you can download and it shows you, you put in your location. It's called, I think it's called D, D something. I'll, I'll, put, I'll let you know. Um, and you download the app and it shows you, you put it where you are, the location where you're at, and you say how much you wear, what you're wearing or what you're not wearing. <laughs> It tells you how long you're going to be in there. So you're like, I'm 15 minutes in this sun exposure. And it tells you roughly how much vitamin D you've been exposed to. Doesn't mean that that's how much you're getting. So let's say it says you've been exposed to 1,000 IUs of vitamin D. If you have any liver issues or kidney issues, or if you're on any medication, that might only be 20 IUs, right? So this is kind of to give you a bit of a guide. You need to understand your body. You need to understand what's happening inside of your body. You need to understand what the perfect vitamin D level is for you. The literature says above 100, between 100 and 150 is ideal, right? Our doctors here in Australia or our reference ranges in Australia are definitely not that high. Definitely not that high. And I've actually heard doctors say that we do not test vitamin D because every Australian is vitamin D deficient. What does that say to us, right? Check your vitamin D levels if you can uh, with a healthcare professional. Find out what your levels are and find out what you need to do to increase it. And find the first thing that I'll ask myself is why are they that low? Am I actually not exposing myself to sunlight? And if I was doing absolutely everything, supplementing, exposing myself to sunlight, eating vitamin D food, and my vitamin D was still low, dig deeper. Is it a genetic polymorphism? Is it a liver issue? Is it a kidney issue? Is it my medication? Ask yourself these questions. But there you go. I hope I shed some light to your question. And anyone listening who may have a similar issue or similar question, if you have any questions, please put contact me at mahela.raguz on Instagram, and I'll be in touch with you and hopefully be able to answer your question by the Natural Health Podcast. If you want to join our health and success oriented community, click below and join the Natural Health Newsletter. On Friday, sent out to just to people who are subscribed to the newsletter, specials, bonuses from myself, from guests, just for you, not to be found anywhere else, not to be found on my Instagram, not to be found here on the podcast, found in the newsletter. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember the missing link between failure and success is your health. Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a circumstance, 
circumstances show the natural podcast Mahela Raguse any guests or contributors to the natural podcast or any employees associates or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast by listening to this podcast you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others please note if you're taking prescription do not stop your medication or start a new protocol including but not limited to supplements diet lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional if you or any person has a medical concern you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials if you think you may have a medical emergency call your doctor or emergency services immediately neither Mahela Raguz nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.